smell There is magic to be found And stories here to tell Feed the fire, merry meat Dare to more than dabble All are welcome at our hearth For a little bonfire babble Bonfire babble Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And it's really exciting to be back in the studio. Ah, uh, no. Hello. Hello. I We're, feel like we haven't done this in like a hundred years. We haven't. It feels that way. It has been. So like, even though I listened to the podcast because I edited it last week, uh, my brain is like, what are we talking about again? We're at the third part, everyone. Yeah, third part. Irish pantheon and Celtic stuff. And there are a couple of things that we are going to cover. And I, I have to apologize right up front. I said we were going to talk more about Saranos, but I kind of think we already covered it in last episode. There's not much more to say about him. Radical. So we'll probably talk a little bit about Dogda today and a little bit about Breed slash Bridget slash St. Bridget. But first, before we get there, I just want to say how awesome you're retelling of the cow story was. Thank you. I'm glad that it, that made at least one person laugh. I saw on Instagram that at least one person mm-hmm. thought that was funny. It just, it is such a wild story. It really is. Like, the ending is. It was like, I'm used to like bittersweet or mm-hmm. not happy endings. I'm a Miyazaki fan. Like, we, <laughs> we know that sometimes the end of the movie is sad. But like, this was just... Yeah. Wild. It was epic. Well, it, it's an epic <laughs> it's tale. It's an epic. Yeah. Anyway, it was, you did a really great job. Thank you. I, I, I'm sure I left some stuff out, but um, I tried to hit all the important vital points. I think you did. Just a reminder in case you're picking this one up first, go back and listen to the other two. But that these were written down by monks, that those whole tales were, so they have that, uh, that scope, that slant. Yeah. And when you're talking about um, like gods and, and, yeah royalty and whatnot like yeah back back in back in the day uh long long time ago (laughs) the gods and royalty were kind of linked think uh you know hippolyta and theseus well with um you know oberon and tanya Tanya, thank you i've only been in that show 800 times (laughs) i should know but um yeah or like any of the like the story of Troy and the gods were involved in that or the Odyssey, which is too long. Well, and one of the things that uh, with the Irish pantheon too, is that they used to be human in, in some cases, in some people's interpretation. And I have to say, I think that also came from the Christian slant and the writing. So these oral traditions that got passed down to be written. Again, we will say again, it is important, of course, to go to the lore, but more importantly is your own personal experiences and relationships that you create when you meditate and you go to that um, alpha state and hang out with these these beings um, and these energies. Totally. There's that. Yeah. And that brings me to, before we hop back in, I need to know about your goddess. Oh, Corey. yeah. I've been, this is why I know it's been five million years. God. Because I think it's been four weeks since we Stop recorded it. together. Yeah, at least. Because we took two weeks off. <gasps> That's right. Yeah. By the way, thank you, everybody, for that. Yeah, you guys are all awesome. So I've been waiting I didn't to crack. talk about... I didn't crack. You I haven't not. talked to her about it at all. I know then. nothing. So... Talk to us, Corey. <laughs> All right. The suspense is over. Um, keeping in mind that my heritage uh, on my mother's side is Irish, Scottish, Norwegian. And on my father's side is Portuguese, Spanish, and Mexican. And Pueblo. Mm. Um, which is a native people. Uh, my family on that side is from New Mexico uh, when New Mexico was still part of Mexico mm. before America swallowed it up. Uh, if you know anything about the incredible, beautiful little town of Chimayo, that is where my family hails from. Uh, and they've been there since <laughs> forever. Um, so I will do my best to pronounce this name um, the way that it fits in my mouth is Atejana 
which is the goddess of the underworld uh, in sort of Lusitania. So Lusitania, if you don't know the Lusitanian Peninsula, Iberian Peninsula, is Spain, Iberia, Portugal. uh, And why this ties in is that the Celts, they traveled far and wide. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of, um, what's the word, Celtibrarians? I'd, I don't think I've heard that one. Celtibrarians. Or Celt, Celt, something like that. It's, um, hold on, let me look. I have it written down. Celtibarians, um, which is a word that I can't verify is a real word, but I read it in a couple of places. Mm-hmm. And I think it just means to be like Iberian, Lusitanian, uh-huh. Celtibarian. Um, so a lot of Celtic traditions, different than Irish, but a lot of Celtic traditions, uh, recognize her and so when you're thinking of atejana you want to think of goddess of the underworld yes she's got real persephone vibes uh real like rebirth uh her story has a similar um, trajectory Mm -hmm. she fell in love with the king of the underworld and it's the oh god it's the most beautiful love story please look it up it's gorgeous and uh it uh it's really exciting to be dealing with this particular goddess because she's completely unfamiliar to me but she visited me and i was like oh i know you and it was like really cool Hmm. and um it was exciting because i didn't think i was going to do any deity work and then i was like trying to reach out and i didn't think that anybody was listening and it was like and it was very cool I hearken back to Gutter Bruja's conversation about, I'm reaching out, nobody's talking yeah. back. And that happens. It happens. And uh, she's just she's just hecking rad. And uh, the reason, the main reason I bring her up is to say the danger in conflating the words Irish and Celtic. Yeah. When you're talking about your deities. Because like any other conquering people, the Celts were everywhere. <laughs> they so, really were and we're really going to talk about well uh, yeah. I was say like Celtic is a is a is a big paintbrush whereas Irish is a smaller paintbrush. And there's some overlap. There is some overlap. Absolutely, for which is sure. why a ton of people interchange Celtic and Irish and as I said last time they're not really interchangeable but even people I really really respect uh talk talk about them almost interchangeably. Uh, because it is a it's a not every square is a rectangle or not every rectangle is a square but every square is a rectangle yes i love that i always and it's called that's called i don't know uh, the circles and they touch each other oh the venn diagram yeah the venn diagram it is a venn diagram and bridget especially bridget is huge in so many cultures and bridget is celtic as well as irish as well as other places and become St. Bridget or, yeah. or Breed. And they're also, by the way, everyone, there are six million different pronunciations. I, we, there are at least 20 because different pronunciations. It's yeah. You and, think America has a bunch of different words for soda? God darn. Yeah. I'm going to use Bridget for this because it comes out of my mouth better than Breed because uh, that that's how she introduced herself to moi many, many, many moons ago. Well, then you should use the name she asked you. And, did you want to say anything else about, is it Antesia? Is that Atejana. Right? Atejana. Gosh, that's beautiful. It's spelled A-T-A-E-G-I-N-A uh, in the Portuguese. That's the Portuguese oh. spelling. Um, the Portuguese. That's beautiful. Um, I just, I've always been kind of nervous about doing deity work because I was like, what if I get visited by somebody who's like, I'm your deity now, and I'm like, but... You know, we don't like vibe. I don't think we'd vibe. But like this, <laughs> if you know me at all, this particular deity is very much my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> That's very much my vibe for sure. I have to say to that, because if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard me say I thought Bridget was going to be my goddess mm-hmm. and the Morgan showed up. Here's the thing. It's like the Hogwarts choosing hat. If I'd said to Morgan, I know. Then that would have been that, and yeah. somebody else would have come along. And I mean, you you are not. 
You you're don't have stuck. to. You're not forced. Yeah. But I knew it was right. But that's the other thing, too. If you're really listening to your intuition and your inner self, you'll know. Yeah. You'll find you know, somebody will yeah. reach out because they're like, oh, I recognize me and you. Yeah. Or so. you won't work with DDs because it's not yeah. a thing. You don't have or, to. you know, you could be listening to the podcast and think that we're talking to demons and a lot of demons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we what just, a riot. Yeah, we just had a conversation with somebody who's relative listen to the podcast and went, they're they, having, they're talking about demons. Yeah, so yeah, that is one way to look at it. I had a cousin, very, very religious uh, cousin, who was 20 days younger than me and totally into supernatural as long as it was the Bible mm. and could totally buy into all the Bible stuff. But the moment it was about, you know, outside of that, then no, it was demonistic. And, and you know, that's the problem with the one God yeah. uh, in my, in my opinion. And that's just my opinion and my UPG as far as that. I'm a big fan of polytheism because I yeah. think that it's important that your deities reflect humanity. Yeah. Because the second you start being like, this thing is infallible, well, that means it doesn't grow or change. Yeah. So, And we could devolve into what deities actually right. are and energies and stuff like that, but not yeah. today. Because like I said, <laughs> Atejana has so much in common with um, Persephone, yes, but also um, Artemis. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of sort of that hunter vibe. Um, and Diana, the other version of artemis because uh, there's a there's a moon aspect to her as well mm -hmm. um, but there's a very real chance that one day we'll all pass on into another plane and before we come back as another bundle of energy somewhere else we'll see that all of these beings were the same beings mm -hmm. recognized differently by oh yeah different people yeah i think yeah. yeah i go there a lot uh, we should totally you know what I would love to do an episode with some listeners and some other professional witches and just sit around and talk about what we feel yeah. like these deities are in witchcraft and that we connect with. That would be a fun, that'd be a super be a fun, fun episode. Like, little round table. We'll consider that our pre-babble and then jump back in. So let's just, I would say we're going to conclude the Irish Pantheon and we are this episode, this is we're going to put it away for a while. The Irish Pantheon will probably go on for years. It's vast. It, it, but, but there are two that I wanted to talk about before we concluded for this first trilogy <laughs> that we have of installments that we have done. And that's the Dogda. And I'm going to tell you right now, as you you heard last last week i'm not as into gods or as knowledgeable about gods as i am about my goddesses and yes maybe it's because i'm a lesbian i don't know uh but they've just recently started talking to me and one out of my pantheon is talking to me oh oh hell of a lot should we head out to the bonfire talk about the dogda let's do it all right, so the Dagda is the dad of the Tuatadana. <laughs> da -da. Yeah, Dada. -da. And he's the father of Bridget. And in some very few references, Bridget and he are married. That's so, so down the line, not a lot of those. In most of them, Bridget is his daughter and the daughter of either he and the Morgan or he and Maka, which is one of the sisters of the Morgan or one of the faces of the Morgan. There's a lot of lore that points to the Morgan being having sisters. But a lot of people, especially neo-paganism, refer to her as a triple goddess and and take them as one entity. And I I can only talk personally about that, and I'll talk about that after we... I've always thought of her as three beings inhabiting one body. Mm-hmm. But mm -hmm. that doesn't mean they're not sisters. It just means they're all in one yeah. body. And sometimes one comes to the surface. I have feelings about that. And that is a bigger discussion maybe around triple goddesses in a future episode. Back to the Dagda. As we said, he's a father figure in the Tuae de Danan. He is a druid associated with agriculture. He was really strong, uh, associated with wisdom. His symbols are the cauldron, the club, and the harp. And the reason that I want you to know that is I'm reading a great book right now put out by the Eel and Otter Press. As I get to know the Dagda personally, I'm also reading his lore, and it is a fabulous book. So, like I said, I'm not real versed in Dagda. 
a little bit here and there and I'm getting to know him a little bit better but I have not worked with him a lot and uh, I, I hope to a little bit more as we move forward but I have worked a lot with Bridget and Bridget is known all over the place and this is the Celtic I think we kind of already said this that she she became adopted uh, there's Scottish folklore about her there's Irish folklore about her she's all over the place and then the Christians grabbed onto her and made her Saint Bridget because they really really liked her and everything about the pagan stuff that they really really liked they took I'm thankful to the monks who wrote all this down for us thank you thank you because that was not a happening thing in the Irish world at that point she has her own well and it's in Kildare and you can go and visit it. She is known for ironsmith and healing and talking to animals. The holiday that she's associated with in neo-paganism and also in Sweden is Imbolc or Candlemas. So she also has an element of fire. That's the hearth, the candles, the motherly, the creative. She also... I think I mentioned already she has a well in Kildare and she's associated with the river as well, which, by the way, is the first place I met her was near a river in some of my meditations and astral work. She's just a powerful, badass, creative goddess. I wrote the preface to a spell that I use that I sometimes just chant when I'm thinking of her. And it goes like this. Bridget, goddess of creators, goddess of fire, guide me now as I pursue my desire. And then, excuse me, I will add my spell after that, whether it be in rhyme or not. That is up to you. So feel free to use that as part of calling her if you would like to or just to think and meditate on her. I will do that as well when I want to hang out with her. Goddess of creativity, goddess of the bard, but she is also a goddess of healing. And that's how I first met her when I was in massage school. She was kind of my gateway goddess into realizing that witchcraft was... I, I started to realize witchcraft on a conscious level and an active level and began to pursue it as a legitimate practice. It was around 1998 that it was just like, oh, this is witchcraft, this is Irish, and at the time I called it Celtic, and Bridget is here, and I bet she's going to be your goddess, and she's the goddess of healing, and we had a ton of conversations, and it was the first time that I went, am I crazy, or am I actually having conversations <laughs> with a goddess, and... I determined that I was crazy and I was having conversations with a goddess <laughs> and that both those things were okay. And then the Morgan showed up and one thing led to another and, and I still work with Bridget quite a bit and I have a great relationship with her and I have had for 20 years. She's just not my main goddess and she's not the one. Oftentimes, very early on, I would say... I would ask questions and she would go, oh, that's not for me. You need to. And it was just like, wow, this if ever I doubted that the Morgan was supposed to be my goddess, I would get kicked back that way. And that doesn't mean that you cannot work with the I mean, that's why there's a pantheon so that yeah. you can work with these different energies. And the Morgan is healer and healing energy as well, which a lot of people do not know about her, even though it's in the lore and they don't recognize about her because of all of the reputation for the warrior. So that's just briefly Dagda and Bridget. When I think of Bridget, I think of um, the people in How to Train Your Dragon. Oh. I think of, like, the big, strong, red-haired, like, smiths and carpenters and tossing capers and the big tree trunks mm -hmm. and like i think of the i think of the dad and brave oh yeah uh i think i just i think of and like, that's scottish yeah i think yeah. of just like big soft comforting nourishing yeah like someone who will feed you we are really planting some seeds for some future episodes because i really want to talk more with you about that 
I want to go back really quickly and not belabor it, but just in case you're new to the podcast. Yeah. You know, I said that flipply about being crazy and quick moment about mental health. The reality to that statement is you do have to do a check-in. And uh, Mortellus talked about that as well. How Mm -hmm. do you know you're actually connecting with spirit? To that, what you were saying about this big, soft, squishy, she was incredibly comforting to me Mm -hmm. in a time that honestly and truly, I think it was the beginning of my shadow work, which before that was the beginning of my therapy and my healing, which you need if you have trauma brain, which I did. But also therapy is just healthy, everyone. I hope in this day and age we all know how healthy therapy is. And it's really great to have a therapist who understands this otherworldly pursuit if you are practicing witchcraft to just kind of help keep you in balance. But when you have trauma brain, sometimes you're really stable, And sometimes you're not. And for all of those of you who deal with mental health, you know, and trauma responses and trauma brain, as I like to call it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And sometimes I have to laugh (laughs) and I can't take it too seriously. So I apologize if that um, hurt anybody. It was not my intention. Sometimes I just got to blow it. (laughs) Yeah. I always joke. I laugh so don't cry. Yeah. Sometimes that's how Um, I feel. Or my favorite... (laughs) my favorite thing to be to be like because i'm broken because i think Uh, it's funny to like because it 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 makes my um executive function problems less scary when i can um make a joke about them so um but yeah it's so important to remember that uh to take a holistic approach to your self so like mental health stuff talk to a therapist uh, whether that's in person or on virtual or on better help or like whatever you use and then but to also like self-reflect and reach out and 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 know that they can they can go together they can go together i think that's really important and uh, and also to that uh you do have to be careful it's not that there aren't negative energies out there. There, it, it, That's why when we cast a circle, we talk about, you know, letting only letting in energies that do not mean us harm. Yeah. And and that's important. And it's important to keep aware of that. So so going back to my my Christian cousin, you know, yes, do make sure you're not dealing with assholes demons i'll call them assholes but yeah you know those negative energies that are there to do you harm and and mental health that's there to do you you gotta yeah yeah, just keep checking in just always be checking in yeah if you subscribe to the newsletter Mm -hmm. the june newsletter has a very fun journaling activity i think I'm so excited. Yeah. Corey's grab bag is I ha- this month. I haven't seen Corey's grab bag yet. I'm, I'll see it tomorrow. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's going out on Wednesdays now. I've decided that it makes more sense to just go out on the day that the episode goes out. Cool. Um, so look out for that. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Once a month on Wednesdays. Second. Nope. Third Wednesday of every month. Yeah. So Dogda and Bridget, mm-hmm. there are some resources and let me read one uh, the name of one of them. I wrote it down. And while I'm looking that up, I will tell you Courtney Weber and Morgan Daimler have written some really excellent books. Portals of Irish Pantheon. She's got a couple of books out that are, and I haven't read them all, uh, but I've met her and I've taken class with her. And which one of hers have I read? I've only read one of hers and I really liked it. And Courtney Weber, who also has a podcast called That Witch Life, which is an excellent podcast and she has written Hecate or Hecate I always thought it was Hecate Hecate but it might not be and she's got the Morgan and she also has one on Bridget which I have read but I read it a while ago and, but there are some old – oh, Laura O'Brien, which I know I've mentioned five million times. You're probably sick of me mentioning her, but her YouTube channel. So we've mentioned a lot of other resources in the last two episodes. And one more that I'll throw out at you is a 10th century scholar named Cormac Mac. 
Cullinan. I hope I'm saying that right. And if I'm not, please don't come at me. I'm working on it. And once you start down that path, if you start looking at scholars, that is a really great way to know that you're on the right path. And the other way to know that you're on the right path is if you are reading somebody like I'm going to take Courtney, for example, Courtney Weber's books. She cites she has resources and then you can follow up on those resources and those resources, uh, although some of them might be from the 70s, many of them are from JSTOR and, you know, 10th century scholar. I actually think uh, this is where I think I might have I knew about this guy before her, but I think she uses him in her book. I, I don't want to say that for sure, but I think she cites him pretty sure. So that is that's your next path. If you're interested in what we've been saying and what we've been talking about and just giving you like we've peeled off the scab. I like to think of it as we've shown you. <laughs> I know it's a little bit gross, but that's a better way to say that. We've lifted the veil just a little bit and shown you little glimpses. We've, we've peeled one little peel of the banana. We hope that you go and dig a little bit deeper and we hope we've given you enough resources to do that. And if not, reach out to us. Yeah. Let us know if there's any um, Irish deities or Celt- yeah. or Celtic deities or, you know, whatever yeah. that you want to learn about. Uh, and you are having a hard time finding information or resources about, yeah. let us, we'll do that work and help you on the path to doing your work. Do you want to say anything else about on Irish Pantheon stuff? Oh, I thought you said in general anything? and I was like, girl, you put a mic in there front we of go. me. I'm never going to shut up. We have a microphone and it's all ours. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really think so. I I do know that I don't necessarily identify super much with a mm-hmm. lot of the Irish pantheon. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in the legends around the Fae. Oh. Um, which, you know. Which I'm not here to mess around no, with. No, the Tua de Danon are considered the Fae. So, yeah. yeah. And, and I think that that kind of, I think that kind of storytelling is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that it's beautiful to watch sort of through history the way that certain behaviors and traditions um, became second nature to humanity in large swaths of people because of a desire to not make angry the fair folk oh yeah and i think that is so fascinating they more so the one class i've taken with morgan daimler is on working with the Fae. I took it because I don't want to work with them. Yeah, I want to avoid them if at all yeah. possible. I'm not exactly leaving cream outside the window, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. I'm not seeking them, but I don't want to piss them off. Yeah, also that. You know? It's like, yeah. I don't I don't want to work with a hyena, but I also don't want to make one angry. Yeah. There are just too many stories out there of people, especially if you live in Ireland or especially if you know somebody's but even Morgan who lives here in the United States. Yeah. Well, when people immigrated, they brought their yeah. people. Yes. Yes, they did. Yeah. And she talked about that in the class. Yeah. I I want to talk a little bit. I want to get a little bit personal about how I am working with the Pantheon. Bonfire babble yeah. after hours. There we go. Pull up that glass of wine or tea and I do, I every single day do some sort of ritual around, and it and it can change. The type of ritual can change. But I do ritual around uh, acknowledging my pantheon, acknowledging uh, the Morgan, and, and often Bridget. And sometimes I'm working with Bridget more heavily, and so my offerings are going to both of them. And I often get told what I am supposed to be offering. Friday T, who I've done a spark on before, introduced me the last couple of weeks to aged tea. And the ritual around that, which is a completely different culture, and not in the Pantheon, but both of my goddesses showed up and said, uh, we want to be here for this. Yeah, we like this. Yeah. And guided me toward what teas to try. And I've loved every single one of them except one of them so far. And the one that I'm not enjoying, I keep getting a smile and asking to pull out by the Morgan. And I'm like, what is this message going to be? What is that insight? Where is that going to come from? But there's a whole ritual behind uh, aged tea and, and gong fu style tea. And we've really been sharing that a lot. And both of my goddesses have been here very present 
every single day for the last two weeks. And that's really exciting. And that happens. And it comes and goes, although the devotion doesn't come and go. I do that every single I do something every single day, even if it's just a, hey, I'm sending you some of my breath. Here's some (laughs) here's some great liquid for you. Mine, mine pretty much, uh, she doesn't like make demands, mm-hmm. but uh, it has become understood mm-hmm. that if I go out for a walk or I'm out and about, that if a flower catches my eye, mm-hmm. I have to bring it back. Wow. <laughs> you know, and Divine Hand Jim said something really interesting and I, it, when he was on about we are still our own sovereign beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't have to do everything our goddesses say. Sure. Having said that, my goddess has never asked me anything to do that I haven't felt comfortable doing. And if anything, this has just made it so that I'm more aware, especially when I'm up in my own head and like having some bad brain days, like it makes me more aware of the things in the world that are beautiful Um, because... Sometimes it's easier for me to find those things or see those things if it's for someone else. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody's asking me, hey, while you're out, get me a flower, Mm -hmm. then I'm more likely to see the beautiful flowers. Yeah. Um, So that's that's been a really good relationship. Getting to know what they like and what other people say they traditionally like. Mm-hmm. Um, so interesting since you're about to hear Conowin talk about traditions. That's great. Yeah. But again, go back to your personal relationships. And I've learned a lot about what herbs and spices and yeah. elements that both Bridget and Morgan want involved yeah. in the spell work that I do with them. And that's between my relationship with them and my meditations yeah. with them and those daily devotions that I just talked about. It's very it's a very strange feeling and it's I think that it's been really good to flex my intuition muscle. Mm-hmm. Uh, cuz I'll just get an idea or a thought and I'm like that's not mine. Yeah. Like that sort of like gut check of like Yep. I didn't like I have no reason to know that. Yep. I have no reason to think that. But she wants this. Yeah. And it's just, it sounds, like I say it out loud and I'm like, that's bonkers. But like, it, it is real for me. It is. Well, it's just like seeing, seeing other, seeing spirits yes. or ghosts or whatever you personally or call them. people who have had like visions of yeah. capital G God or whatever. Yeah. And it's just the same. Or prophecy. Or prophecy. Yeah. Poor Joan. There are... You just said, poor Joan. I love you so much, Corey. There are things that I think eventually will be explained by science. Yeah. Magic is just science that hasn't caught up yet. I don't think that makes it any less magical. Totally. We've had this conversation. I still think cell phones are hecking magical. Right? I have this thing, and it's just like a little brick, and if I press a couple of buttons, pizza will come to me. Exactly. And if we went back 300 years, we'd be burned at the stake. I would shit if I saw something like yeah, this 300 years ago. <laughs> they would be like, you are a demon and yeah. we're going, yeah. What is this box full of unnatural light? Yeah. So anyway, I hope that was a good wrap up. Uh, I, feel, I feel like we strung you along for a little while but I think that's because we've been gone for so yeah. long that it was like oh anticlimactic but hopefully it wasn't yeah we took a little time for yeah. our mental health and then in that time I had some cataclysmically large life changes happen uh, which have felt both uh, just uh, tectonic and also like totally smooth and comfortable so like it's all for the good uh, but it has been big and even Dada was saying earlier to me even if it's good, it still takes up a lot of space and it it's just taking up a lot of space in my brain. So um, this month, uh, things are uh, sputtering a tiny bit timing wise, but we're, we're catching back up. There we go. We're catching back up. And I'm really excited about what we are going to be doing the next couple of months. Yeah. We have some big news for you coming in August, which we're really excited about. Buckle up, buttercups. I know. And some, I think, some really powerful episodes coming up Mm -hmm. in the next couple of months as well. We've got some interviews on the line. Yeah. That's right. We've been putting off... uh, Diving into interviews, but we have a couple people lined up. We have a couple fun ones lined up for Ah! August. (gasps) Which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Well, uh, 
Well, let's go. Let's go staring into the sky with Conowin. Hey, Conowin, welcome to Conowin's Corner. We still need to come up with a beautiful song for that. <laughs> we will. We'll we come will. Up with something. Yeah. It will come. I'm not sleeping a lot lately. It'll come to me at like 3 a.m. and I'll be like, "Dada, I have it." The witching hour. <laughs> It's uh, so nice to see it's you. It's so good to see you. It's so good to be here. Hi. <laughs> and we're moving into cancer season. We are. Yes. Yes, right? we are. It's been you. a tumultuous. Right. Yes, you got it. Nailed it. It's been a bit of a tumultuous Gemini season, but who's surprised? Wow. Uh, and so we're moving into cancer season. And hopefully the energy is, um, we've got. A, I feel like it's going to be a little bit easier in some respects. And then things are going to ramp up a little bit as summer continues. But this, I feel like, is kind of like the, okay, how are we feeling? Let's check in energy. Well, I I have to say, coming out of eclipse season yeah. and coming out of Mercury retrograde mm-hmm. and combined with Jim, I'm ready. Sorry, Gemini's, <laughs> I love you, but I'm ready. Yeah. What's going yeah, on? Wow. So what... What should we look for? What's what's, what, what's going on? Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about cancer energy for a real quick sec because okay. I think that's super important to understanding the vibes. Uh, so cardinal sign, cancer, cardinal sign. There's cardinal signs, fixed signs, mutable signs, and a lot of people I think have trouble sort of figuring this out. But I find cardinal signs helpful to remember that they're usually the start of our seasons, right? So summer solstice, the summer's beginning up in the northern hemisphere, winter down in the southern hemisphere. And it's the first runner out of the gate. They're the people that are like, what, no one's going? Fine, I'll be the first one out. Through the gate, gun goes off, and they're off running, right? Cancers are not afraid to get in there and do stuff. Think about their claws, right? Like, they're crap. So they got the hard shell, the hard claws. A lot of cancers I've met, like, you know, cancers get the... Oh, they're emotional and they're intuitive and they absolutely are. But you can't forget that they're covered by this hard shell and they're ready to go out and snatch you like they're ready to go out and grab you. So I think there's this need to feel protected and safe. Right. Especially right now, because like there's a lot up in the air going on in this world. (laughs) Are we safe? We don't know what's happening. Do we go out? Do we talk to people? Do we not? And when a cancer energy feels safe, then it can open that door into being that intuitive, emotional, protecting, nurturing, loving sign, right? That all that yummy gush in the middle of the crap. So, <laughs> right? Delicious. Delicious. We love, we love that. So, um, the cancer, the sign of cancer is ruled by the moon. And last time I was on here, I talked a little bit about Mars being in cancer mm-hmm. and how the moon. Um, was really going to affect our energy. And this is kind of the same thing, but it affects us more on like a soul level. So as we notice all the changes in the earth, whether the season for us is getting warmer up here or getting colder down there, um, it's kind of time to let these phases happen and to notice them and to really just reflect on what our soul needs to feel protected, safe, happy, um, nurtured in this environment. Uh, we're kind of in a place of like, we're going to be in warm weather for a while mm-hmm. going forward. And so it's, <laughs> yeah. I gotcha, Gosh, help, I right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and down south, they're going to be in colder weather for a while. And it's kind of a place to sort of take stock and go, okay, what is it I need to go after that I need to feel nurtured, loved, protected, happy, safe? Um, and so I think giving ourselves the space to do that is really important. We're going to want to pay attention to our moons like we've been doing, I hope, yeah. um, especially because Mars went through cancer and Venus is going through cancer right now, although they're going to be moving into Leo, which will definitely lighten the mood <laughs> a little bit, uh, and so which is great, right? And Cancer energy is also an energy that loves traditions. So we think about, like, for example, the United States is a cancer, born on 4th of July. Of course. Oh, my right? gosh. So, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so, And you think about, like, us wanting to protect our traditions, our histories, right? Um. Like, in terms of, yeah. <laughs> and again, we're just throwing this out here. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Take that however you'd like to take it. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's, I think it's a kind of an obvious like sign of yeah this is really how this country really views its traditions and and um the things that it cares about and that's steeped in its history 
And so whatever that means to you, though, you have space to celebrate that. Building traditions with family, with friends. Um, of course, we've had a crazy year, so maybe coming up with some new traditions yeah. and being in the comfort of those that make you feel loved, nurtured, and safe. Um, and also, if you want to connect to your ancestry, your history, um, this is a great time for that kind of magic, let alone that kind of work just out of your own curiosity, um, getting in touch with the parts of you that maybe are a little unexplored that give more context in who you are, I think is a great opportunity to do that. So, um, that's kind of the Cancerian energy I love to celebrate and I'm looking forward to. And because yes, we are in kind of a big retrograde period with a lot of our bigger planets being in retrograde, our, our personal planets, so Mercury, Mars, and Venus, Mars and Venus are going to get real comfy in Leo. Mm -hmm. And that is like, love, creation, pride, joy, relationships, and love, 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 love. So there's a lot of love that's going to get poured out as we do get to reunite with our families, with our people. There's going to be this outpouring of like, wow, look what we can do together and make together. Because our personal planets are like, we want to make things. We want to do things and give hugs and love. And doing so in a calm, like, you know, secure, safe way is going to make our souls feel really happy. So I think relishing in that energy is really great. And to me, that feels like a much comfier energy than we've been dealing with. Yeah, really. (laughs) I don't know about you guys. Yeah, (laughs) a lot, a lot better. I'm ready for that. And, you know, I think it also speaks to, you know, the pushback and stuff we're getting on the world stage as far as speaking of traditions, people wanting to hang on to those traditions and other people wanting to uh, finally acknowledge their traditions and also acknowledge how um, some traditions have been harmful and it's time to move on from those. And wow, we are sure seeing a couple of world stage people hanging on. I love too thinking about uh, traditions and you said celebrating them. And for me, um, the last several years of my life, like, um, when I am thinking about traditions, I'm like examining whether or not maybe it's time for them to go now. Um, which I think this is a really good energy for because like that can be hard. And so like the big, strong summer energy to like help you get through and past that, I think is also like very helpful to me. Yeah. Conowin knows my wife and um, she's huge into personal traditions. <laughs> so uh-huh. we have all these. And of course, you know, being gay, we had to create a ton on our own, uh, except, you know, and then Pride is this month, um, which is so very exciting and fabulous. And there's some great traditions there. So there are there are some there are some good ones. For sure. Certainly. I think bonfires on the beach is a great tradition. Heck gardening yeah. planting your summer squash and things like that that's great tradition about building new ones again cancer that cardinal energy is about not being afraid to be the first one out of the gate to oh, take that step right i so love that if you're ready to build something new like take this as a yes this is the time like go for it be creative come up with something that makes you truly feel happy and loved because cancer energy is like pfft, Okay, if no one else is going to do this, then I got this. Like, <laughs> sure, let's go. So, and props to all you cancers out there and happy birthday to you all. <laughs> Woohoo, happy birthday cancers. Yeah. Now I can go into one other little thing, maybe just to keep aware of. Now this is kind of bigger energy in the world right now, but we might see it develop at the end of July. So this is looking a little ahead, but I think it's important to recognize that Jupiter has moved into Pisces, which is a big deal because Jupiter loves Pisces. It's one of its home signs. um, And it's sharing that sign right now with Neptune, which the last time that happened was the 1850s, which is cray cray. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) So like wild. So that's a lot of generational skips. Yes, it is. Yeah. And it's because those two planets move so slowly together. Right. But Jupiter's just kind of dipping its toe into Pisces. I think I also discussed this a little bit on the last one. Um, But it's going to retrograde starting on uh, it's going to start on 
Oh, I just I just realized I don't have it. It's June 21st is going to be when it starts retrograding. And it's wow. going to be in retrograde all the way until October 18th. Now, these retrograde cycles happen every year and they're quite long. So it's not going to be as like immediate as a Mercury retrograde energy where you're like, what's going on? This is one that's going to take time to develop. And right now we're also sitting in a Saturn, a Pluto and a Neptune retrograde. So all of our big guys up there are starting to go, okay, we need to rethink, replan. So Saturn is about re-imagining um, our structures. Pluto is about reimagining how we can empower ourselves. Neptune is about literally reimagining how we imagine and the things that we can't <laughs> quite see or touch, right? And so Jupiter is uh, symbolic of our highest beliefs, our goals, our aspirations, our highest faith, the things that we just know to be true and want to see and um it can it can also symbolize luck and optimism it's a big joyful big planet but because it's such a big planet sometimes it causes big problems <laughs> just being <Yeah>. clear because <laughs> it makes a big it makes a mountain out of a molehill every time like without fail so when jupiter goes into retrograde this is asking us inviting us to really think about okay you know we've been challenged to now restructure our lives again and figure out how to come back into a space where we feel empowered, where we feel like there's something ahead of us we're reaching towards. So how can we better, you know, craft our uh, faith, our goals, our highest beliefs? What about those do we need to examine in order to be truly fulfilled and happy? And we have months and months to work mm. on this. But Jupiter, when it moves retrograde, it's going to actually retrograde back into Aquarius. And that's going to happen on July 29th. So it's going to be in kind of a crisis point of Aquarius because whenever a planet is in the final degrees of a sign, it's kind of like, this is the end of the sign, but it's going backwards. So it's like, what am I doing at the end of this sign? I already left this, right? So <laughs> there might feel like a little bit of weird chaotic energy at the end of July here. I have a feeling this is just me putting on prediction hat. We're going to see some uh, possible turning back or safety precautions put back into place because of covid a lot of oh, the pisces really? energy is wrapped very much into all of the covid energy pisces and neptune typically rule over plagues and sicknesses and things like that so when it moves wow. back into aquarius there might be this sort of hold on we need to like rethink what's going on here we got to move back we got to pull back right because retrograde is going to be pull back so the COVID going back and taking more precautions, do you think that has to do with the variants maybe? All the variants that they're seeing in London? And if I'm looking at the Jupiter energy in terms of its relation to this, I would say mm -hmm. um, whatever it is, it's going to be like there is a bigger problem than we initially ex like expected. Right. So it could be, oh, again, man. more variants. It could be all of a sudden we get this bloom of people now that we're going out into the world and things are opening we get a bloom of more cases yeah because not everybody's so, getting vaccinated you know, kind of think about that energy right so i think it's helpful to look please at get vaccinated everybody if you can please do they just um they're green lighting green lighting green lighting a new one green lighting that's got like great information coming out of the fda and the cdc just please get your vaccine so as the world starts opening up and we see things get a little exciting because like what's crazy is the day that jupiter went into pisces was the day that the cdc announced you don't need masks if you're vaccinated wow you can't make this up like <laughs> the same day so you know it's it, that's why i'm like okay that's a big hello we're open things are happening and then as we see it revert back we might see some of those kind of get pulled back but jupiter is also going to move back into pisces at the end of this year and stay there for a couple months so we're kind of getting actually a little taste of what's to come in 2022 right now um so it's important to keep an eye on world events because we may see things start to develop and then go where'd that go and then months later come back um and it could be related to covid but it could also be related to a, a lot of other things like so. like those hornets <laughs> like hornets or fires yeah you know or oh. at least here in the fires, yeah. I've, I've i heard heard i read an article somewhere my kids are laughing right now by the way i read it somewhere uh is something i used to say to them all the time when they were kids but that for some reason i don't remember what the reason was the article cited it about why fires might be worse this year on the west coast in the united states at least i don't know about everywhere else in the world so hanging on to it so maybe yeah wow I wanted to ask you as well there is something that you mentioned before 
that's happening three times this year. And the last one, it's happening on the 24th of December. What was that again? Would you mind reminding us? I think it's actually 23rd, 23rd. Um, West Coast time. I know for sure. Okay. It might be the 24th on the East Coast, but I don't have anything to back that up. But that transit is huge. Is that is the theme of wow. 2021. That is the Saturn square okay. Uranus. So Saturn is sitting up in Aquarius and it's square Uranus down in Taurus. Yeah. What does that mean? That is our structures. That is our discipline, our foundation, our, um, basically all the like Saturn's not so fun. It's kind of just all the like work things. Yeah. Like you do, you put in the work and you get the reward, but you got to put yeah. in a lot of work. That's Saturn. And it's heading off against Uranus, which is like, okay, but we got to change everything. Like this isn't working. I want a revolution. I want to like do wild and crazy things. And I'm lightning in a bottle and I want to like ease the tension by blowing it up. Literally tower card energy, right? So you put that up against Saturn. It's a very old versus new mentality. And it's going to be with us the whole year. So this is kind of our big theme. We have a couple critical points. We're just going through one in June right now. So if you feel like that's been really emphasized mm -hmm. for you in June, it's going to be very heavy. And then we're going to see it again in December. We also had it back in February on February oh, 17th. Wow. So this is a huge thematic long transition. And we're really not supposed to have it all figured out mm -hmm. yet. Some of us might. Some of us might already feel like, and I'm talking about those cardinal signs. They're usually the ones that are like, okay, you know what? I got to change things. I'm done. We're moving on. Let's let's move ahead. Let's, let's change it up. And then our fixed signs are going to be the ones dragging, kicking, screaming <laughs> out the door at the very end of the year. <laughs> so whatever you, and your mutable people, those guys are kind of in the middle going like, I guess I need to shift. Maybe I'll, sh should I shift now? Should I wait? So it's going to it's going to be a long process. You don't need to have all the answers right now, but I think that if you're really starting to feel this conflict within yourself or you're seeing it within your family, within your friends, within your world, it's something to really pay attention to and decide where do you stand? Where do you want to be on it and what direction do you want to go? And there isn't really a wrong answer as long as you're being true and authentic cool. to yourself. So, well, Kano and yeah. thank you. And and we will see you next month. Yes. Yeah, have yes. a good one. For that's my daughter's birthday. <laughs> Which I'm so yeah. excited for. That's me. I'm like ready. Whoa. Oh my god. I'm not at all Leo. shocked by that. Yeah. No. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> I love Leos. It's out. People know now. <laughs> no, seriously, Leos are awesome. I love well, you know, my like I just said, my daughter's you can keep I love them. They're awesome. Yeah, They're brilliant. They're spectacular. And they have great hair. Oh. Right. Thanks. Can I just say? Yeah, oh. right. <laughs> Says the Aquarius <laughs> well thank you well thank and you and we'll see you next month that was amazing because it, she always is it's always so good to have her in the studio yeah i miss i didn't realize how much i missed her face and then oh. i saw her face and i was like i miss you oh, no. uh, because the last time we saw her i was pre this large shift yeah and so it's just nice to see her and be like hey and I have to say, for your energy is different. I've told I've told Corey that people keep saying that. But it's that to true. Me. Your people energy is is lighter, and you feel like I've had fed three him. different people be like, "Your eyes are different." Yeah, <laughs> they are. They are. Happiness yeah. is a yeah. Happiness is good. Yeah, and you deserve it. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Well, do you want to throw up some sparks? I would love that. Uh, so I would like to shout out a person who is, uh, was my neighbor at my old residence and is now just a friend. When I moved out, uh, they surprised me with a moss ball succulent, like a hanging moss ball with a succulent in it. And it just blew my mind apart. Their handle on Instagram is the curious seedling, all one word. And they just have this amazing plant page, basically, uh, where you see all of their uh, propagations, plants they're selling, plants they've been gifted, uh, funny plant humor, just some of the most gorgeous uh, plants. 
And um, that's amazing that they're your former neighbor. They are just a rad human, and um, the person they were cohabitating with. Not sure of the relationship there, but they were just the nicest neighbors, and and to think that they thought of me enough to give me a gift like was this like a plant gift was this I literally cried but uh go check out the curious seedling because um they talk about um plants and intersection intersectionality and and mental health and and um they're just a really cool queer BIPOC awesome human being and um, I really hope that you will go check them out because they're just great. <laughs> That's really cool. They're just great. Well, my spark this week is really unusual. I'm not sending you anywhere specific. I I know. Corey didn't you? Corey's looking at me like, what are you doing, Dada? I'm I want to do something completely different and I kind of think of witchcraft as liberal arts education (laughs) and we have to go outside (laughs) of witchy and witchy things although I'm not really completely going outside of witchy things I want you to think about tea (laughs) I know I don't know if any of you follow Detta on TikTok (laughs) but every single day it's tea ceremonies tea unboxings teas devotional with the goddess but really I want you to think about I'm going to take you beyond tea I I don't actually really want you to think about tea although tea is great and there are lots of things I want you to think about ritual and I am really curious so rather than me sending out a spark so to speak I want to ask for a spark from you our listeners, if you are willing to write to us on Instagram or in our email and let us know what what inspires your ritual, what inspires your witchcraft uh, that isn't necessarily a witchy thing or is maybe a witchy thing like tea that is from a completely and totally different culture that you are honoring and what 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 is doing that for you right now and yes mine right now is tea and yes there's tons of witchy teas and we've sparked them before and so I'll just say them again um Friday's tea (laughs) Friday afternoon Friday afternoon tea shop and the cat in the kettle are just two of many that are out there and those are the witchy ones. And then I will say some other that are just specifically about tea that are inspiring me right now is Mayleaf and Path of Cha. So I guess I'm kind of sparking, but not really. Really, I want to hear from you. What infuses your witchcraft practice? <laughs> infuses. I get it. <laughs> I did that on purpose. So <laughs> what what does that for you? We'd love to. I think I, think I can say we. We would yes. love to hear. I am always literally anytime someone comments reviews Mm -hmm. sends us an email i'm like oh yeah yeah (laughs) i love talking to y'all on instagram we love it also if you have sent something to the p.o box it isn't that we didn't get it or i'm not saying thank you it's just that i have not been to the p.o box in three weeks (laughs) so we'll get there we'll we'll get get there. there And I know I just want to say thank you because I've been talking to a lot of you over the last couple of weeks and it's been really fun and it's really helped my mental health speaking of and there have been some some dark days as we all have yeah you know and some really bright days and both of those types of days it's just made better by all of you so thank you for reaching out definitely I think that's all I got that's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. We are so glad to be back in the studio. At least I know I am. Yeah. We are glad to have you here on the bonfire with us. And until we gather next time, be well. Harm none. And don't forget, you are magic. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And we'd like to ask you to rate and review us on Apple Podcast. And to press the little plus sign on Spotify to add us to your episodes. 
You can also find us on iHeartRadio and just about anywhere where you listen to podcasts. But if you want to reach out and talk to us, you can email us at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter or just ask us questions and hang out. You can catch us on Twitter at bonfirebabble or on Facebook at bonfirebabblepodcast or on Instagram at bonfirebabblepodcast, which is where we spend most of our time. Yes. We are also... Hooray! On TikTok now at Bonfire Babble Podcast. Thank you, Corey. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, it's a little baby page right now, but we are recording things and putting them up. And our website will also start to have a lot more information, and that is bonfirebabble.com. You can also reach out to us in a more tangible way. We have a P.O. Box now, which is P.O. Box 16341. Seattle, Washington, 98116. We would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle. The Duwamish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. For more information, reach out to realrent.org.